Welcome to She's Running, the podcast all about women who are running for office, from school board to senate and everything in between. I'm Emily Jackson. Today's guest is Vicki Holt, who is running for State House in South Carolina. Well, we're speeding toward November, and I'm sure just like I am, you are getting hit with dozens of emails, texts, and phone calls every day asking you to contribute something, either time or money or all of the above. Everyone is in need right now, and it's freaking stressful. I know I can't donate my time or money to every single worthy candidate, and you probably can't either. So give yourself a break. Do what you can from where you can. If you can afford to donate to a bunch of campaigns, then please do so. But if you're in a financial situation where you're budgeting for every can of beans, then give yourself a pass. But maybe you can write some postcards to voters while you're watching TV tonight. Give yourself permission to do what you can, and then let yourself off the hook for everything else that you can't do right now. Okay, so who are you and for what are you running? My name is Vicki Holt, and I'm running for the South Carolina House, the State House, in District 48. And where is that located? District 48 is in York County, uh, for the most part. It, it is, it's an area that you could consider us an extended suburb of Greater Charlotte. It's on the very northern um, edge of the of South Carolina, I would say we're in the Midlands. We're, we're under about 25 miles south of Charlotte. And why did you decide to run for this office? A lot of uh, what, a lot of what uh, inspired me were current events. I have been a volunteer um, for many campaigns. I have worked, I worked on both of the Obama campaigns. I worked uh, when I lived in Chicago on the local school council at, because my kids were in public schools which I believe in so sincerely. And what I, what inspired me, I guess, was talking to people who feel like they're not represented, that they, they just don't feel that anybody in Columbia is really listening to them. And I thought, I'm winding down my career. I have adult children. I wanna do more than just volunteer or donate. So what's your background? Well, I'm, um, my dad was in the Army. He's passed away, but I was born in Seattle, Washington. Um, my mom and dad divorced when I was 10, and so I did most of my public education in Texas. I have worked for a major airline uh, for the past 42 and a half years, so I'm getting ready to retire. And I've really lived all over the country, but when I decided that I wanted to retire and that I wanted to be in a place that I had traveled to and like I, I moved to South Carolina. You just fell in love and wanted to live there? And... Yeah, you know, I what I love, it's a people, it is a southern state and yes, you can quote it as a being a red state, but there's a, there's a really uh, ingrained politeness about people, you know, there, it, it, it's not a, it's not a state where that you feel like, oh, there, you know, you go there and watch out for the, the gun slung over people's shoulders. <laughs> um, and also, I love the proximity. I can drive to the Smoky Mountains. I can drive to the beaches, and and there's plenty of culture in Charlotte, and 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 Lake Wiley's literally my district surrounds Lake Wiley and the Catawba River. So there's kayaking, hiking, all those things. 
and a, and a nice climate, even though it's a little warm right now. <laughs> so why did you choose to run for this office, like state office, rather than something either more local or go more federal? Well, um, I actually was first drawn to uh, my uh, I questioned the York County uh, Democratic Party chairman because there was an opening for a county council seat. And a really nice gentleman, Jim Thompson, and I asked him, what, how would I go about running for the county council? Then we looked at the map and we discovered that although I live within the county, I didn't live within that council, uh, that particular council that was being vacant. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, he then suggested or asked me would I consider running for the state house because this district is a very Republican district and historically the Republican incumbent has not been opposed. And we felt like this was a year not only would it be important to have a Democrat on the ballot, but it would be very important to have a female Democrat on the ballot. And I didn't run for or even consider uh, consider federal office because that that's a huge chunk. This I live in uh, congressional district uh, five, and I I was I'm thinking that I took a big leap going from wanting to run for county council to state house. But I have to say I've now that I'm running, I'm really enjoying it yeah yes I am it sounds like it didn't take you long to decide okay yeah I'll run for this well you know I I worked very hard for there was a special election last year uh, the history of these this this uh, congressional district and then uh, this state house district is interesting in that um, Mick Mulvaney was the First, he was this. Uh, he was the Illinois Five Congressman. He was appointed to uh, Office of Management and Budget by Trump. So there was a special election held. Ralph Norman, who previously had been the State House uh, uh, representative for 48, ran to replace Mick Mulvaney. Uh, the Democrat Archie Parnell put on a very good race in the special election, but he was not elected. So the Democrats uh, last year also had a female, Bebs uh, Chorak, run for this state house, and she lost in the special election. And the person that won the election it was new to politics, but he's a former sheriff of York County, and he was sheriff for for over 30 years. So he has great name recognition. So what what really motivated me was having worked for Bebs, who had never run for office, said, you know what, just jump in and do it. She was very encouraging, and not only was Bebs encouraging, but the current representatives of districts around me that are uh, Democrat, uh, John King in South Carolina, 49, and Mandy Powers Norell, who is, uh, I, I think she's in District 45, but she's running for Lieutenant Governor now with James Smith. Uh, everybody was so 
warm, inviting, and encouraging, and that meant the world to me. So yeah, I did sort of jump into the deep end of the pool, but there were friendly lifeguards there. <laughs> <laughs> well, South Carolina, we haven't really heard that much about politically. Is is there still the same political wave happening? Can you see that when you're running? I think at the moment it's between a ripple and a wave. I'd like to say it's a wave, but what we are finding, and this is something that is very important to me. Um, I am running as a Democrat. My platform for the most part is the Democratic Party platform. However, I don't consider myself a centrist, but I consider myself somebody who really thinks the most important thing we need to bring back to politics, the most important thing we need to bring back to government is civility. We have to start being able to listen to each other, or because if we don't, the people that are going to suffer are the voters, and, and we're seeing that right now. Uh, I, I think my job as a flight attendant has helped has helped me develop listening skills because as a purser at 35,000 feet, I have been the person that listens to a passenger who's arguing with a passenger, a passenger who's arguing with a crew member or crew members arguing with each other. I've had to be the one that says, you know what, let me listen to you. I listen to both sides. I give them both my ear and I let them just fully say what they want to say and give their opinion. And then I give them a few minutes and then I, you know, it's not like I render a judgment by any means, but I say, here, let's do this. This, Let's work it out this way. And I think it's serving me well because I really, I, I do want to listen to both sides and I do want to represent the people of this district fairly. That's a great lesson to learn from your past experience. I mean, I, that sounds exactly like something that we would want in government is someone who's able to listen to both sides and kind of take an objective opinion. Well, there was an instance that I was very lucky enough to be invited um, to a gathering uh, organized by Molly Barker. She's um, she's re- she's written a few books and she's uh, the founder of Red Boot Nation. And one of the things that she uh, espouses is intentional listening. And I gathered with three or four uh, other men and women who were what you might call, we want little, we're for gun control and common sense gun laws. And we met with gun advocates and we had a conversation and it was a conversation with no raised voices, with no talking over the other one, with everybody being able to share their side and, you know, state their case. And I, it, for me, it was a very positive experience and it was a great learning experience too. That is almost unheard of in this day and age, especially about gun control. Yes, it, it was interesting, it really was. What did you learn working in other campaigns that you're now using in yours? I would say what I learned in other campaigns and I'm trying to use is persistence. (laughs) You just have to keep, you know, repeat the message because once you have a message that's a good message, 
you need to share it. And and I I will say this, the first campaign I helped with, and this will date me, was when I was 18, I, I worked on the campaign, campaign for George McGovern. I then went completely out, did an about face and really was in the private sector and lived my life and had my kids. And then I um, remember when Bill Bradley was running for president, I was stunned that he didn't get the nomination. And I thought, I'm never going to let that happen again. The minute that somebody who I want to see win announces, I'm going to start working for them. And that's what I did with Barack Obama and for Mike Quigley, who is Illinois congressman in District 5. And persistence. I just learned persistence from both of those uh, working in those campaigns. So what has the process of running been like for you so far? Well, it's the first part of after I filed was a little overwhelming because it was, what do I do next? Where do I go? What, you know, who do I contact? I did have help from uh, the Democratic Party and I continued to get help from the Democratic Party. Uh, but this is where I have to say my campaign manager, Ryan Hubbard, has absolutely kickstart. He's, he's made this all begin happening in rapid fire. I can't thank him enough. It's been amazing because um, I was told, you know, it need to raise money, of course, and I'm still trying to do that, but I needed to get organized and have a plan. And now I do. I have great organization help from Ryan and interns that he has brought on board and volunteers, volunteers that I've met through the campaigning I did in the special election and through the organizations I have joined or am a part of um, in this area, the York County Democratic Women's Council, uh, Rock Hill Rising, um, Allies for All, and those latter two are groups that they became, they, they came together because of the first Women's March in January of um, 2016 or 17. And they really are local groups of women who just want to get together to work to make um, South Carolina, the whole state, a better place to live, work, and have health care, and all the education for women. And, and they're very empowering, and I've gotten a lot of volunteers from those groups. What has been the biggest surprise for you so far? Um... I think it's the overwhelming amount of Republicans in this district. That surprised me when I went on Vote Builder with my uh, campaign manager. We both looked at each other with wide eyes. There's a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah, there's a, I've, got a lot, I've got a knock on a lot of doors. And I think one of the other things that really surprised me is how many people don't vote. That is, I just, um, if, if there's any year, any midterm election where it's important to vote, this is it. Because we drew, um, 
you can insert certain information in Boat Builder, and it gives you uh, the, you know a number. And we just first inserted registered voters in this district. Just that was just it didn't put any election voting, nothing else in. Over thirty-three thousand registered voters. Then we put in who voted in the primary or who voted in the special election. And I believe the totals were less than 7,000. Wow. Yeah. So that's our, our challenge is to walk this district and knock on doors, knock on lots of doors. What gives you energy? A lot of things. I, I have to say, Ryan gives me energy because he, I love his attitude. And this is the attitude of this little 10 year old girl that I met that's started her own pack. It's why not? You know, it's, it's this feeling that don't be stymied or don't be, um, don't let the people that say, well, you know, it's a really Republican district. Don't let them bring you down, say, you know, if I do this, if I work hard enough, if I knock on enough doors, if I make enough phone calls, this is possible. And that keeps me going. I'm also um, taking a sabbatical from flying, so not having to fly halfway around the world to China or to Europe. Uh, it's amazing how being in one time zone on a regular basis does help your energy level. <laughs> a, I have to say it really does. I'm also, I'm an avid tennis player. I play tennis almost four mornings a week, very early before I do any uh, campaigning. And sometimes I do uh, phone calls in between sets because that's energizing. I, I really want to keep my physical strength up and that's important to me. And I am a, I'm a walker. So I do a lot of walking too. And that, helps keep my energy up too. So what's a normal day campaigning for you like? Well, a normal day would be to get up, check my um, campaign emails and Twitter feed and my ActBlue account with my fingers crossed, hoping that there have been some contributions overnight. And then I uh, brainstorm with Ryan and we decide if we're which part of the district we're going to target. And uh, then we plan who's going to phone bank and, and volunteer. And we he cuts those uh, phone sheets for them. And he already has a um, script that we have printed for the, our volunteers. And then he'll help me. Uh, we'll get on Boat Builder and we'll cut turf. And then I put signs, palm cards, and campaign buttons in my car with two or three bottles of water and set out with a volunteer and walk for a few hours. And I, so far, um, it's been a good thing. <laughs> you know, I, I'm walking today. I always, if I appreciate my volunteers and I hope they'll keep coming in because after Labor Day, I'm going to need many more volunteers I, I to cover this district. So speaking of that, how can people get involved with your campaign? They can get on my Twitter feed at Holt, H-O-L-T-S-C-48, or my website, which is 
vickyholtsc48.com. That's V-I-C-K-I-E-H-O-L-T-S-C-48.com. Or I do have a Facebook page also, Vicki Holt at HoltSC48. All right. And I got one last question for you. Okay. So what is one piece of advice that you have for a woman who might be thinking about running for office? For a woman who's thinking about running for office, I would say, I would say do it. Put the, instead of thinking, oh, am I, am I, am I ambitious enough? Am I confident enough? Am I, whatever you, there's, we, it's, it's the time it, we need to, to be, um, we need to be out there. And I think women have a wonderful ability to be both passionate and compassionate. And that helps people open conversations with anyone that's running and it helps them continue conversations because for the most part, I think if you're a woman that is interested enough in politics and you care about your state or your district and you want working families and children and the marginalized uh, citizens of society to have improved situations, I say, do it, run. You'll be happy you did. It's it's thrilling and it is, it's invigorating and it, it just makes me feel um, so connected. And I like that. That's great advice. <laughs> well, thank you so much for chatting with me today. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. I, I, I wish you the best of luck. I think this is a fabulous idea you have. I think it's, it's amazing. Well, thank you. And that's it for today. Big thanks to Vicki Holt for chatting with me. You can find out more about her and her campaign at VickiHoltSC48.com. That is V-I-C-K-I-E-H-O-L-T-S-C-4-8.com. She's also over on Facebook at Vicki Holt for SC House 48. And on Twitter, you can find her at at HoltSC48. You can find She's Running on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at at She's Running Pod. If you like what I'm doing here, please tell a friend about the show. You can also help me out by rating She's Running on Apple Podcasts. And if you're not an Apple fan, you can find the show on Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you like listening to podcasts. That is it for today. Thanks. Talk to you soon.